Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Speak Now Pro Wrestling. It is Denise Salcedo, and it is Friday, October 20th, and we are here to talk about WWE SmackDown. It's the SmackDown following the season premiere, which was super loaded, and we were here talking about that last week. But today, on not a bad show, as a matter of fact, we got some good stuff coming out of SmackDown today. And then, of course, heading into Crown Jewel, we got some matches that were made and also maybe some other possible matches that we may be seeing added to the crown jewel card so so far it's looking uh pretty decent i enjoyed this episode of smackdown i felt like in the beginning i was kind of thinking like oh i don't know how they're really gonna follow up that season premiere especially with it was clear from the very beginning that roman reigns wasn't gonna be there so i'm looking at this and i'm going ah what's the show gonna look like today and it was honestly not a bad show so we're gonna talk about that in just a second but first and foremost uh, I gotta give some shout outs I gotta give some love over to Sheldon Jackson who just gifted 30 YouTube memberships on here uh, that is absolutely freaking wild uh, Sheldon thank you so much uh, for being so generous not just to me but to everybody here uh, all of the viewers and whoever gets lucky enough for YouTube to pick them and give them a membership uh, for those of you who do not know what you get with those memberships you get exclusive content up on my youtube channel and you can watch me review each and every single wrestlemania there's blogs out and there's more to come so sheldon seriously thank you so much uh for having my back and for supporting me and for in along the way helping other people get these memberships as well uh we got some very awesome generous super chats as well so i'm gonna get to those the first one is from my good friend steven and steven says let the games be it begin and Bianca making the big save something does seem a little bit fishy and I wonder if this is all a play for Bianca to turn heel and congratulations on winning 20 big ones I was in Las Vegas yesterday for a wedding everybody and I gambled five dollars and I actually won 35 but you know I kept going just to see if I could get more money and then I ended up losing 15 dollars and I'm like okay that's it 20 dollars is where I'm stopping so I ended up taking home 20 dollars so I probably Profited $15. So woo, uh, I call that a victory. Uh, thank you so much to Steven. Uh, I don't know. Bianca came back today. We're going to get to that in just a second. We hadn't seen her since about August. And we'll see what they do. Keep in mind that we're heading into Survivor Series, Crown Jewel. Uh, pretty soon, we're going to get into WrestleMania season. So it's going to be exciting to see what they do with Bianca Belair coming at uh, this WrestleMania, considering that she is miss wrestlemania uh steven thank you so much for this generous super chat we got another one from sass 1000 a very generous one as well saying it looks like we are getting smackdown versus raw at survivor series again if they keep up with this gm rivalry i feel like it could make it more interesting well, we certainly, uh, if you didn't already know that we were in Survivor Series mode, that we were getting there, uh, tonight was definitely an indication that uh, you got to start with your brand supremacy, everybody, because we had a little bit of a heated confrontation between Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce that closed off with Adam Pierce looking Nick Aldis dead in the eye and saying, let the games begin. And we all know what that means. 
Thank you so much to Sass1000. We got Chris Ludeck in the house. And he says, wasn't a huge fan of the Allie Knight Paul Heyman segment. The get out of the ring, wait, no, got kind of old. Also, I was also in Vegas and won 200 bucks. Yo, how be, how do people be getting more lucky than me, Chris? Damn it. How would you do? I want to know what you did to get the 200 bucks. It's my dream. My dream, and I'm sure this is everybody's dream. My dream is to one day put in like a five or a one, like $1, right? Like $1 or like $5, max $20 and come out with like thousands of dollars. You know, that's the dream, man. Every time I go to Las Vegas and I pop in a bill in one of those machines, I go, God, let this be my day. Let thousands and thousands of dollars fall upon me. And I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person. Uh, I'm pretty sure everybody goes to Las Vegas with those dreams. Uh, Crystal Deck, thank you so much for the super chat, man. So you cued us in to get us into the uh, beginning of this show, guys. And I'm curious to see what you guys felt because... I'm about to be a real heel, so sorry to everybody, but I agree with Chris Ludeck on this one, everyone. I thought this opening segment with Paul Heyman and LA Knight was kind of mid, everyone. And the reason for this is, let me break it down for you. So, Paul Heyman comes out, he opens up the show, and he talks to us about how Jimmy was responsible for costing Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes the tag team championship belts over on Raw. And then he reveals, which if you hadn't seen the wrestling news this morning, uh, the LA Times basically broke that we are going to be seeing Roman Reigns versus LA Knight at Crown Jewel. And we pretty much already knew that. We had pretty much figured it out. But the official word was put out today. So Paul Heyman basically gives us a gives them a shout out and tells, tells the people just in case they missed it. And I thought it was hilarious. So shout out to the masterminds over at WWE PR or whoever came up with this idea to have the Los Angeles Times be the ones to break LA Knight's news. Think about that. The LA Times breaking LA Knight news. I'm sorry, but that's comedy to me, guys. That is comedy to me. So I actually really enjoyed uh, whoever's idea uh, it was to do that. I thought it was pretty funny, and I found the humor in that. So I appreciate that. Uh, anyways, Paul Heyman starts saying that this is going to be the last time that we see Ellie Knight because Roman Reigns is going to do all of these things to him, right? You know, Paul hyping up his man, Roman Reigns. And then we finally get Ellie Knight. He comes out, and he tells Paul Heyman, to leave. So Paul Heyman starts to leave. And then he calls out Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns is not there. Roman Reigns does not come out. So as Paul Heyman is exiting, Ali Knight tells him, no, 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 get back into the ring. This part was actually funny because Paul Heyman was like, Paul Heyman's really good at these reactions. So anytime he does anything, to be honest, it's very, very funny. And so Paul Heyman's like, you told, you told me to get out. And he's like, no, come back in, shut up, uh, get back in here. I'm not done with you. And he tells him, he asks him actually what Roman is going to do to him. And this all leads into them announcing that there is going to be a contract signing next week between LA Knight and Roman Reigns. And then LA Knight tells Paul Heyman, that he wants him to send a message to Roman Reigns. And that message is that this is LA Knight's game. That's it. If you were expecting anything else, that's it. All right, we got we got some people here that are uh, on different sides. 
I'm seeing people here got, got a little bit of difference here. I'm going to be honest with you, everybody. I thought that this was nothing new. One of the things that I really want to see from LA Knight is I want to start getting like cool promos because that's the whole thing, right? Like people like LA Knight because he's cool. That's supposed to be the thing. But I personally feel that we're not getting enough like cool one-liners, some cool jabs. Uh, I wanted to feel like Ally and I wiped the floor with Paul Heyman. And we didn't get that. It's the same thing over and over again. It's the same catchphrases, which is fine because that's what catchphrases are. You're supposed to hear those over and over again. That's fine. That's what a catchphrase is. But with the actual body of the promo, I want more to make me go, holy shit, this guy is funny. Or for me to go, holy shit, this was interesting. I didn't expect him to say that. Damn, did he really go? there I don't know any sort of reaction other than just me staring at the screen waiting for like the punchline it, it felt like we were getting the story getting the story but there was never any punchline so for me this was probably not the hottest segment but I'm curious what did you the chat think uh and if you watch this video on a replay let me know how you guys felt about this opening segment but I for me I needed a little bit more this was the hot dog without any of the toppings for me. All right, let's see what we got here and see what people... <laughs> um, what the hell is going on in my chat? Elvin White Jr., you're the first comment I saw. I turned to see what people's opinions are. And I do kind of a skim to see, okay, who's talking about um, this feud right now. And <laughs> Elvin White Jr. says, it's like missionary every single night. That Roman clip popped into my mind. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Thank you so much for being, uh, uh, for making me laugh. You made me break kayfabe. You made me break kayfabe. I can't even get back to what I was talking about. Um, all right, let's get to it. We got Tay here who says, I think LA Knight being in the main event spot is kind of overwhelming for him. Did you notice he's being stuttering? with his promos as of late that that's actually been a thing that I had been noticing for a long time this isn't as of late this has been happening with LA Knight for a while but and then and you got to think about this too because well it's hard to say because think about it it's not LA Knight's not a new guy he's been in the business for a very long time and what do they say all of the small jobs are the things that prepare you for the big moments for the big opportunities so I don't know if like this the stuttering or the stumbling isn't that bad to be honest but I think because we're so used to guys like Roman Reigns and all of these other wrestlers that go out there and they cut their promos and they are freaking picture perfect super crisp uh, and so you're not used to seeing somebody in that spot maybe not do things the right way or the exact same way. And so maybe that's why it becomes a little bit more noticeable. But regardless, I just think for me, it's not even that. For me, it's mostly just a copy of it. I think that, you know, whatever it is that they're telling him to say, they need to uh, come up with some cool stuff, some funnier stuff, some more creative stuff. Uh, I feel like that is what's going to help us be like, damn, you know what? LA not that guy, he'd be saying all of these things. I think that's what I really want to get out of this. Like, I didn't feel, basically, LA Knight was supposed to be making a threat to Roman Reigns through Paul Heyman. Okay, that's what he was supposed to be doing here. All he said is that it's his game. 
Roman Reigns has been in some of the biggest feuds with some of the craziest things said or some of the most serious promos that we've gotten. We've gotten some really good stuff with Roman Reigns and other people. So I feel like just saying, oh, it's my game. Like that isn't really saying anything. You need to come up. They need to come up with some more uh, interesting stuff for Ellie Knight to say when he's on the mic because the catchphrases are over. He's got the tone. We talk about that all the time. He's got the, you know, the, the voice. He's got the voice uh, to do this stuff. But now it's just a matter of making him actually say cool things other than just the catchphrases. So that's where I was left. I was left with wanting more. Uh, let's see what else we got here and see what people are saying. Kilo Johnny says the Ellie Knight segment was almost too spot on of old Steve Austin comedy promo, and it really made the comparison stick out. We got Ender Buckley who says people who have a history to trade on with Heyman feuding by proxy is very different than someone who really doesn't. All right. And we got a couple of super chats here. So thank you so much to everybody out here who's uh, supporting. Seriously, I appreciate you guys a whole lot. And uh, we got another gifted membership from Sheldon who just gifted 20 memberships. Sheldon, you're crazy, man. You're wild. Thank you so much, man. Chris Ledeck sends in a super chat saying, Super chap. Look at me. I'm LA Knight right here. Super chap. I've said that a million times, by the way. Chris Ludek says, playing craps, I turned 80 bucks into 1,200 bucks in 45 minutes. That's my best run ever. Dude, you turned $80 into $1,200 in 45 minutes. That's good stuff, man. Gabriel Salazar says, Denise should have broken the LA Knight's news. <laughs> I was going to make a stupid joke. But I'm too embarrassed to make it. So I'm not going to make my stupid joke. But you know what? I'm going to make my stupid joke. All right. I got to get it out now that I said it. All right. So think about it like this. If the LA Times broke the LA Night News, does that make it local news? God, that joke was even stupider out loud. Delayed Grad says, Denise, you're dropping facts. I love LA Knight, but they haven't let him say much for a couple of months now. Uh, yeah, it feels like they're kind of playing it really safe with him. And that's cool and all, but I think people want the kicker. You know, people want him to come out here and make you go, holy shit, LA Knight has just arrived. That's the feeling that you want to get. Johnny says, don't worry. New York night will debut soon. New York number one. <laughs> Imagine all of a sudden we get the 50, we get the, we get all the states, we get New York night, we get Texas night. Uh, just make the rounds, man. Just get all the freaking nights. Uh, Johnny, thank you so much for the super chat. Mike Parker sends in a very generous one saying, glad the guy has finally gotten a break, but we are seeing the cracks in LA night doing the exact same routine he was doing as Eli Drake. Catchphrases are great, but they are the bun on the hamburger, if that makes sense. Uh, that completely makes sense, man. I get food references more than anything, man. Uh, and it's true. I, I feel like I feel like all of the makings, all of the ingredients are there for LA Knights. They're all there. It's just a matter of them. Because here's the thing, like people kind of talk a little bit about how LA Knights in ring wise kind of leaves a little bit to be desired, right? You can work around that. Sure. We've seen it happen for other people. You can definitely work around it. But the thing that has gotten LA Knight popular is the catchphrases, it's the way that he sounds. Okay, cool. So you know that on the promo side of things, that's where you have to kind of elevate it. You have to elevate that. And so for me, again, that's what I would like to see of more. More jabs, more 
more kickers, more things to make you go, damn, I can't believe he just said that. That was freaking funny or that was freaking cool. Whatever it is, the feeling that you want to get people to evoke. The point is you want to get people to react. So that's where we're at. At least that's my personal opinion on all of this. David Kaplan says, hello, Denise. Do you think Ali Knight will be pinned at Crown Jewel or will they protect him? Also, Logan Paul is really easy to hate. Thoughts? Uh, I think that Roman Reigns should pin Ali Knight clean. Completely feel that Roman Reigns should pin Ali Knight clean. I don't think there's any reason to not have Roman Reigns pin Ali Knight cleanly. And Logan Paul is very easy to hate. That's why when he was kind of not wanting to be a heel when he first started doing all of the stuff in WWE, it didn't really feel natural. I think that it started to feel a lot more natural when Logan Paul started being a heel because people love to hate the guy. Like eh, people just don't like him. And because more so of the stuff that he has done outside of WWE. And for that reason, he's comes, he, people don't like him. They don't like him. I like Logan Paul, what he's done in WWE. I'm a fan of his work in the WWE, but regardless, uh, it's a lot easier for him to be a heel because that just fits him a little bit more naturally. Uh, thank you so much to David Capelin for sending in that super chat. Steven Marchuli says, Knight feels more like a fit to go over Rollins at WrestleMania. Reigns versus Cody 2 feels like the end game. Yeah, 1000% guys. Uh, LA Knight to me is not the end game for Roman Reigns. It's just, it's just not. And so I think that's part of the reason, and I've said this before, that's part of the reason why I think they're doing this match at Crown Jewel. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Steven Marchuli, thank you so much for that super chat, man. I appreciate you. And let's go ahead and get into, since we were talking about Logan Paul, let's get right into that then. So we had actually really enjoyed this. I'm not going to lie. I was a fan of everything that we got here so well not everything i would just say like 70 percent a little correction like 70 percent of what we got here so logan paul comes out and he's talking about his fight and he's reminding us about his first match in the wwe he talks about how he defeated Rey mysterio and i know a lot of people were probably like hmm I don't remember Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio in a one-on-one -on -one match uh, at the beginning of his career. That's because it was a tag team match. And so they made sure to make that correction on commentary or rather not a comment, not a correction, but the point was that Logan Paul was kind of like over dramatizing the fact that he's making it seem like he defeated Rey Mysterio like one-on-one. -on -one. So I think that was just part of like the heel persona of Logan Paul. So the whole first portion of this, I kind of felt was a little weak. There was one part, there was one part that Logan Paul said that I did think was funny was when he was talking about the last time that he beat Rey Mysterio. And he says that the last time he beat Rey Mysterio, that he still had a son in Dominic Mysterio. And everybody's like, ooh. Then he says, Roman Reigns actually showed up to wrestle damn he's out here hitting us with facts and then he says and la knight didn't even have a job so that's what i mean guys that's what i mean by having you something in your promo that makes you go oh shit he went there when he said that roman reigns actually showed up to wrestle i'm like damn he freaking said that on smackdown on roman reigns's show uh that got a reaction out of me so i did like like this little mini portion of the logan paul thing but everything else i thought they could have and eh, just maybe sped up a little bit because the guy starts bragging about how great and how much money he has and how great his prime is doing uh so then 
Rey Mysterio finally comes out and tells Logan Paul that he actually reminds him of his son, Dominic Mysterio. He says that they both have natural ability. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that nearly killed me. All right. I didn't find that. that at first, I thought, oh, yeah, that could be... <laughs> I don't know about natural ability for Dominic Mysterio. I like Dominic Mysterio. I really, really do. But I don't know about the amazing natural ability. Uh, though you gotta put, you gotta put a little extra work in, into it for. I don't know if natural is the, is the right word to use here. Uh, natural ability. Oh shit, that's killing me. All right, I actually didn't really that I was. I didn't even think about that when he said it because he said it and I was just like typing it down. But as I'm saying it out loud, I thought, wait, Rey Mysterio really said that. Okay. Jesus literally killed me. All right. But Logan Paul is, he comes across like he picked up pro wrestling like very, very fast. Uh, anyway, so he says that they have a lot of similarities that... <laughs> They have amazing natural ability, uh, gripping with passion, incredible career ahead of them. But he says, you've got just a big mouth, just like Dominic. And he says, en los dos son iguales de tontos. So for those of you who do not know what that means, it basically means that they're both dumb. <laughs> so then Ray tells him that he's not going to hesitate to kick his ass. And here's the thing that I really liked about this. Logan Paul being a douche and saying things in Spanish to Rey Mysterio. Oh, I loved that. I thought it was some good heel heat to be kind of disrespectful in the way that he was saying span like speaking Spanish, sort of like in a mocking, disrespecting way to Rey Mysterio. And of course, Rey knew what was going on, but he tells them uh, at the end of this, once the match is made for Crown Jewel, because we are going to be seeing Logan Paul versus Rey Mysterio at Crown Jewel for the United States Championship, Logan Paul looks Rey Mysterio dead in the eye and he says, Buena suerte, amigo. He didn't say it like that, but that's what he was going to say. And so <laughs> they shake hands after some hesitation on Rey Mysterio's part, but he decides to shake his hand. And we're going to get this match. I actually enjoyed, I loved the fact that we were just talking about Logan Paul being a natural heel, him going out there and speaking this broken Spanish directly to Rey Mysterio's face, who is a freaking icon, I thought was really good heel heat. And it made you want to hate Logan Paul. And then it also made me want to laugh really hard because I always love hearing people talk Spanish when they're not fluent in Spanish because they sound funny. So it's great. Uh, so I had a phenomenal time with this and I am Definitely, I don't know where you guys are at on this right now, but I'm definitely expecting to see Logan Paul defeat Rey Mysterio for the U.S. Championship. I feel that, I have a feeling that we're going to go from Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio for the United States Championship and maybe getting a program between Logan Paul and LA Knight. Uh, that's kind of my estimation right now or my guess on where things might be heading down the road. There's not too much to support that whole theory, but that's kind of where I'm leaning towards in terms of what I'm expecting to happen here. And uh, BTW, another shout out goes over to Sheldon Jackson, who just gifted another 10 memberships. Dude. Oh, I'm pointing at the wrong place. Always do that. Uh, Sheldon, thank you so much, man. Seriously. Um, all right. So, 
the Logan Paul stuff. Let's see what people are saying here. Dr. Thanos says Logan is a great heel because it's easy to hate. <laughs> it's easy to hate Logan Paul. And we got Dominic Carranza here who says, I mean, Logan Paul is already a heat magnet. It's just from everything he has done outside the ring. Yeah, exactly. And like, it, it's funny because you don't even have to. I remember like when I first heard of the Paul brothers, I did not know anything about them. I just heard that they were YouTubers and they were super problematic. So the first time I ever heard of them, like I've to this day have never seen one of their YouTube videos, like not one. But the first time I heard about them, the first thing I heard was problematic, problematic, problematic. And that was it. Like that was my first thing that I ever heard about them. And I feel like then afterwards you... you you kind of continue to hear stuff like that. And so that probably happened to not just me, but a lot of people. And so that's why people feel the way that they feel because there's a lot, I don't know the whole history uh, of Logan Paul and Jake Paul and things that they have or have not done. I have no idea. I've only heard certain things, uh, but uh, it's very easy to dislike uh Logan Paul. So there you go. It works. It definitely works. And we got Larice Johnson here who's predicting that Logan Paul is also going to become the new U.S. champion. Kaden Crawford says Logan as U.S. champion would love that and crown jewel. And Jeffrey Reimer says natural ability. <laughs> Laughing, crying face. Oh, man, it's good stuff here. Uh, Perfector says, I love when Logan Paul said that he needs real competition. So he comes to WWE. Yeah, good stuff, man. Uh, you got to put over you know, you clearly want to put over WWE if you're there and you're taking the time to go out and wrestle because if he does win the United States Championship, you want it to mean something, right? You don't want to go someplace where you think it's easy and win gold and then all of a sudden it's not a big deal because you went out there and you said it was easy. You got to go out there and hype people up. It's like when you're talking about promo 101, right? Anytime you got anybody, whether even your baby faces, how many times don't you hear them putting over their opponent? You have to, because that's just part of it. Because if not, if you're completely burying your opponent, no one's going to give a damn if you beat this person, because nobody cares if you beat somebody who's nothing. You got to beat somebody who's something for it to mean something. All right. David Kaplan says, do you think that this is the final run for Ray? Wasn't he supposed to be retiring a while now? Who retires first, Ray or John Cena? Thanks. Uh, well, John Cena is off doing mostly Hollywood. So I'm feeling like we're more so he comes back and he gets his one match a year, right? Like that's what he's been doing. And, but in terms of like fully no, no more matches, I actually think it's going to be, mm, I actually think it might be John Cena first. I don't know why, but I feel like Rey Mysterio, man, he's, he's just, you know, how many surgeries hasn't he had? How many knee surgeries hasn't he had? And he just keeps coming back, coming back. Every time you think he's done, he comes back. So it is one of those things where, I don't know, it's really hard to say because they're both totally different competitors. Like Rey Mysterio is out there doing this pretty much full time. And even if he's not wrestling every single week, right, he's still out there and going. Well, right now he is because he's the champion. But um, John Cena, once he goes back to Hollywood, is not going to be doing the exact same thing. Uh, thank you so much to Metalhead for Life, who is in the chat here. So shout out to Metalhead for Life, who's also now a DWO member, has been for two months. All right, so I want to get into, let's get into the John Cena stuff since we just touched on him right now. So John Cena, this was interesting. This was a tease. This is what this was, a tease. We didn't go all the way here. It was just a tease. John Cena comes out and he says, you know, it's been a rough day. He got hit with a hard truth. And I'm thinking, where's he going with this? What did I miss? 
Did something happen? Did some horrible thing happen that I don't know about? Because he's very, very sad. He's he's not the normal John Cena, the super hype John Cena that you see, right? And he starts saying that he needs to be honest with himself and with everybody. And he mentions Roman Reigns' streak. He then says that he found out that he has a streak of his own. And I'm sitting there and I'm going, what streak? I don't know what streak he's talking about. Well, he basically says that in the last 2002 days, he has not won a televised singles match. And this has not happened since 2018. And I thought, damn, 2002 days. I didn't even realize that that's how long it had been. And when you start to think about that, that really is a massive streak, actually. Very, very massive streak. So I'm thinking, oh, we're going to get John Cena wrestling here tonight. This is what we're getting. We're going to get a singles match with John Cena, and he's going to win, and he's going to break this streak. That's what I was kind of expecting. So he's you know very sad. He's very serious. But then he turns it around, and he says, I believe in myself, and I believe in the beauty of this madness. And he believes that he can still go. So then he says, now it's time to turn the math around. Okay, so when he said that, I'm thinking he's going to wrestle. <laughs> he's going to wrestle. He's going to win, and the streak's going to be over. <laughs> he says, it's going to be a bad night for the next idiot who walks through that curtain because they're going to get smoked. Solo Sokoa comes out, and I'm going, what? We're going to get Solo Sokoa versus John Cena right here, right now? Oh, this is exciting. They start fighting and I'm going, where's the referee? Get your ass out there. Start this match. But no, they're out there fighting. And instead, Jimmy comes out and he uh, helps out Solo Sokoa. And so all of a sudden, it becomes a two-on-one scenario. And then a masked man who everybody knew, no matter how much clothes he was wearing, no matter how hidden he was, we all knew it was Jay. Uso. So Jay Uso comes out, he attacks Jimmy, uh, throws him over the barricade, basically gets rid of him. John Cena finishes his business in the ring with Solo Sokoa and he's cheering. So do we think we're getting Solo Sokoa versus John Cena at Crown Jewel? I don't know, but that kind of feels like maybe where we're headed. I feel like if we're not headed that direction, I would be kind of surprised because we've already been seeing John Cena and Solo Sokoa be teased a whole lot. And this was like the official biggest tease of them all. So you got to give us that match now. Like, I feel like there's no way this match doesn't happen and you're just going to have it randomly. I feel like Crown Jewel might be the place to do it uh, or Survivor Series, whatever they decide to do. Most likely Crown Jewel. Uh, since probably Solo Sokoa and John Cena will be involved in something else. Who knows? Um, but later on backstage, we also find out that Jay Uso has been fined $10,000 by Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis is mad that he came over to this brand uninvited, attacked, uh, attacked Jimmy. And so he wasn't having it. And Adam Pierce is kind of upset because he's like, oh, like that really doesn't make sense for you to find him. So then he says, you know what? I'm going to escort you and you out. So he escorts both uh, Adam Pierce and Jey Uso out of the building. And before Adam Pierce leaves, he looks into his eyes and he says, let the games begin. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Survivor Series season now. Everybody strap on their red and blue T-shirts because we are getting the battle for brand supremacy, which we only care about 
this time of year. So uh, that is where we are at with all of this. And <laughs> let's see what people are saying. Zeno Hour says, keep the Jobber Cena streak alive. 2002 days. Uh, they got to end it, guys. That's embarrassing. You don't want John Cena with that. You don't want John Cena with that kind of streak. All right, we got some uh, super chats here. This one's from Sheldon Jackson, who says, my only concern about Logan winning the U.S. title would be, does he follow the Brock Lesnar track and show up sporadically, especially with a mid-card title, plus with Roman doing the same schedule now? Yeah, I know that's the one thing that is keeping you wondering whether or not that's the only thing putting a damper in my plan about Logan Paul defeating uh, Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio and becoming the U.S. champion because you definitely do not want a U.S. champion that you're only seeing every now and then uh, so yeah I do agree with you but given just given what they have been doing I feel like they are setting us up to actually have Logan Paul a little bit more consistently at least for this time period because He's out here mentioning Rey Mysterio after his name, after his fight. In multiple interviews, he has said that he is coming for championship gold. Now, I was about to say when you're champion, that means that you're there. But I guess that doesn't necessarily really mean that based on what we've seen with both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. It doesn't technically mean that if you're a champion that you're actually going to be on the program each and every single week. But whatever. Uh, I think if, you, if you're the U.S. champion, I would hope you show up to the program each and every single week. So I'm kind of thinking that they have a plan here. And I'm kind of thinking that maybe he's going to show up a little bit more at, if at least it's just for this. Now, if he loses that crown jewel, well, then completely forget everything I just said right now but I do think if he wins that they have something set for him to actually show up a little bit more now I know he has like a million projects and a million things he does outside of WWE but I feel like they could at, I think that they can probably work something out who knows Metalhead for Life sends in a super sticker. Thank you so much, Metalhead for Life. Uh, we got Steven Marchulli who says, Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny at WrestleMania someday, please. Dude, I would love that. I really, really would. But here's the thing. Like, both Logan Paul and Bad Bunny have had exceptional performances uh, whenever they have had any sort of wrestling match, right? But every time they're in there, they're in there with a more seasoned, established wrestler. So I can't imagine Logan Paul and Bad Bunny being out there, just them two. You know, I don't know. I feel like you might want to you might want to have somebody else who's just a little bit more seasoned, a little bit more experienced and is doing this on a continuous schedule, right? Like somebody who's not just out here sporadically. So as much as I would love to see Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny, I don't know what that would look like. But damn, talk about a spectacle, though. That would be a spectacle. And I do think that if you were to promote a match like that, oh, that would definitely bring in people that are not pro wrestling fans. Like you'd be getting the Bad Bunny fans. You'd be getting the Logan Paul fans. Like that would be, uh, I think that would be money making for sure because you would get people that probably wouldn't normally tune in to watch a wrestling show. <laughs> uh, thank you so much to Stephen Marchulli for that super chat. All right, let's see what we got here. Um, all right, we got a lot of different predictions going on here. 
uh, right now. Also, shout out to the peeps from Facebook. Y'all are freaking awesome. Love to see you guys on here as well. You guys are so kind. Uh, I've said this before. I'll say it again, but Facebook is currently my fastest growing social media platform. Uh, like literally last week, I was celebrating crossing the 5,000 follower mark. This time, this morning, I was at 6,700. So I'm trying to get to 10K. I'm trying to get Facebook to invite me to get paid for them videos. Uh, so hopefully we'll get there. Will Chisholm sends in a super chat saying, LA Knight got heat with me now. All my daughters do is say, yeah. She even got in trouble at school for doing it, but it's better than when I was her age saying sucking at school. <laughs> Talk about a difference, man. Kids back in the day used to be getting in trouble for doing suck it in the crotch, um, the freaking crotch top. And nowadays it's they're getting in trouble for a yeah. I feel like everybody is doing this though. Like I do this all the time in my house. I either say the yeah or I go, let me talk to you. It's very, very fun to do. But dang, Will, you know what? It could be worse. Like you said, it could be worse. So I hope you didn't go too hard on your daughter. I hope I hope you didn't get ground her for 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 much. <laughs> Will Chisholm, thank you so much for the super chat. All right, so um, all right, we just covered the John Cena portion of this. I want to get into let's get into the main event because this was kind of huge news, and I want to make sure we cover the big topics at the top of the show. So all right, EO Sky defends her championship again charlotte flair now this one i kind of was heading into this the whole time thinking charlotte was gonna win i'm not gonna lie to you guys i know a lot of people were like no nah, it's not gonna happen on a random ass smackdown but then i thought i don't know wb's been kind of surprising us a little bit lately i just felt like something had to happen here i didn't think we were just gonna get no ordinary match uh i was expecting something right and i feel like we definitely got uh two things that i was very very fond of here so first of all this ended up being the main event of the night and i think this match started around like 6 35 pacific standard time so they gave it a good amount of time especially for the women for for them to get a good amount of time like that in a main event spot it's not always something that you see happen so i was very very happy to see eo and charlotte get these um get this opportunity right but the point is this match was freaking awesome man i loved it this was my favorite eo sky match since she won the title i have literally been sitting here talking about how i was a little bit bored already with her championship and i wanted to hopefully have them change my mind right by just having her go out there and have good matches because eel sky gets over when she's actually wrestling when you have your champion wrestle and she's doing what she's incredibly talented at doing she's going to get over and so having her in this match with charlotte flair Oh, there was a lot that I loved in this match. So there were some good moments. First of all, I need to mention uh, somewhere in this match, Charlotte did a German suplex on EO. Now, if you were watching this match and you missed it, uh, and those of you who caught this, you're like, holy shit, damn EO. The way she sold that suplex was crazy. At one point, you literally see her head balancing her whole body on the mat like woman has her head and her body upwards when she 
goes like the way that she's I can't even describe it the way that she basically took this German suplex from Charlotte Flair was something that I thought was definitely noteworthy for sure there was a moment where we see Charlotte go to the second rope and she's got EO on her back and she ends up doing a fall away slam I thought that was a magnificent spot as well she gets her dead center in the ring locks her in with the Boston Crab EO ends up getting out of it at one point Charlotte gets in there and she kicks it into high gear where she gets her with this really uh really really sharp forearm to EO Sky I thought that was another moment that I really enjoyed but let's get to this finish because I was a big being fan of what they did here okay so eo goes for her her moonsault her awesome moonsault but she ends up end up she ends up we end up seeing charlotte flair get her knees up and so she ends up hitting eo sky with her knees as eo went for her moonsault right and then immediately charlotte leaps up and she spears EO Sky. Now I'm thinking, oh shit, this is over. Charlotte's about to win. Keep in mind that I thought Charlotte was going to win the entire night. So I'm thinking, this is the moment. This is the moment. She's going to win. And I forgot Bailey was out there, or I don't know if she ran out there, whatever. Bailey goes in and she grabs the leg of EO and she puts it on the rope once again, helping her friend. Now keep in mind, she helped her at the pay per view too. And then she helped her again here tonight on SmackDown. And it's odd because. For a long time, you were thinking that Bailey was going to betray EO. And so now what I'm thinking is that Bailey's doing all of these good things for EO. She's really helping her out. She's really gaining her trust. And we're going to see her help and help EO until the day that she decides she doesn't want to help EO anymore. And I think that's going to be a big moment within itself because I don't think that they uh, started this possible breakup with damage control just to stop it uh out of nowhere so i don't know i'm still expecting to see bailey at some point turn on eo but i think right now she's definitely gaining her trust because even when she helped her out at the pay-per-view eo was really really surprised by that she was very surprised by that i think so were so were we anyways so Charlotte gets pissed off as she rightfully should be. She goes after Bailey. They start fighting on the outside. She tosses her. She tosses her into the commentary table. And there's a lot going on inside the ring. Dakota gives EO the championship belt. Now, some of you might have missed this. Because the camera angle in which this happened was kind of a bird's eye view camera angle. So if you were looking at Charlotte and Bailey, you might have missed Dakota sliding it to EO. So then Charlotte gets back into the ring and she spears EO Shirai. But keep in mind that during this, Dakota is distracting the referee. So she so the referee does not see that EO has the championship belt placed at her midsection and so when charlotte goes in for the spear she goes right into that championship belt and so that is how we end up seeing eo retain her championship and i was a big fan of this man because i thought the match was really great but also i thought the finish was creative i liked the way that they had bailey helping out eo once again they're heels. This is great stuff. I love seeing Charlotte go after Bailey. We know their whole history. So that was kind of fun to see. And seeing 
Dakota Kai also play her part in all of this. And then seeing the way that Charlotte pretty much had this one, his match won on numerous occasions, but something happened to deter that. I thought that was kind of cool to see uh, for Charlotte as well. So I was a fan of everything that they did here. And then post-match, we see them continue the attack on Charlotte. So she's pretty much out there all alone. But Bianca Belair comes out. Uh, we haven't seen Bianca since about August. So Bianca comes out and she ends up helping out Charlotte. And what we end up seeing at the end of the night is Charlotte and uh, Bianca basically being on the same side. And the last time we saw them, we saw Bianca. She was actually teaming with Charlotte to take on Io and Bailey in a tag team match. So that's where we're at. And someone mentioned earlier that they kind of feel like it may be a little bit sus for Bianca Belair. I don't know because they had been teasing for a while that she was going to turn heel. But then it was basically put out there that she doesn't really want to be a heel because she does a lot of like community work. So I think she prefers to be on the babyface side of things. I don't know if maybe we'll see her align with Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. That could be something of an option there. But they definitely have to come up with something different for Bianca because Bianca's incredible in the ring. We already know that. But I do think that for a bit, her character was kind of getting just a little bit. It was, it was the same. It was just streamlined. And I think you needed to kind of ruffle things right it's the same thing with the street profits great awesome tag team but we were getting the same thing over and over right so you kind of want to switch things up a little bit so i do think that would be a very cool and uh unique addition to uh the street profits and bobby lashley adding bianca but i don't know if that's where they're headed uh as of right now we'll see uh warhammer uh warhammer what's up he sends in a super chat saying i already chose my side team smackdown how do you pick sides? Well, I guess you can pick sides depending on which show you prefer. Do you prefer SmackDown? Do you prefer Raw? Or maybe you can pick based on your favorite color. <laughs> I don't know how you decide to pick. I think for me, um, I don't really care about brand supremacy. But if I had to pick a team, if I had to pick either Raw or SmackDown, I would go with SmackDown because I've been enjoying SmackDown a little bit more lately. So for that reason, I would go with SmackDown. Uh, but thank you so much to Warhammer uh, for the super chat here. All right. Um, we got a lot of people saying, by the way, that they need heel Bianca. We got Dr. Thanos also predicting the EF Sky versus Bianca at Crown Jewel, maybe. Well, you got to do something with Charlotte and Bailey now because now they've got beef. You got to give EO and Charlotte. Uh, another match, I think, because, well, first of all, this one was great, but also Charlotte kind of got screwed. And then you got the whole element of Bianca in here. So Bianca, EO, Bianca Bailey, which we've seen Bianca Bailey a whole lot. I wouldn't mind it if they did it again because I really love their work together, but it's kind of been there, seen and done that. So you might want to just switch it up just a tad bit there. Um, all right, so that's what we got with the women and the closing of the show. We got a couple more things to talk about, and then we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, but before I do, guys, just a friendly reminder that this Sunday, I will be here for a bonus podcast. I won't be here tomorrow, guys, because I have a uh, job that I do. Most of you guys know that I also work with an MMA promotion called Up Next Fighting, and they pay very nicely. So I ain't going to say no. Uh, I'm going to show up to work. <laughs> I'm going to show up to work. Um, 
And so uh, I'm working with them tomorrow. So for that reason, I won't be here on Saturday, but I will be here on Sunday. And Sunday, I will be joined by my good friend, Righteous Reg. And we're going to be here to talk about both AEW Collision as well as Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory. So if you're looking for an additional Sunday podcast, uh, that's the place to be for this week. Um, All right. And also before I move on, I want to go ahead and give a special shout out over to... Sid the Kid 87, because Sid the Kid 87 went on my Apple podcast and left a review and said, best podcast, one of the best wrestling podcasters in the business, Denise clearly knows her stuff. I am now at 62 ratings on Apple podcasts. You guys know that my goal is to get to one hundred ratings please guys it really helps me rank a lot higher getting more reviews getting more people following the actual podcast whether you follow on apple or spotify it really helps me climb up those ranks so that most more people can discover the show so if you guys can please head on over there and then also you'll see on the screen that i uploaded a brand new interview with none other than the mad dragon elia dragonoff now you guys know i'm a big fan of elia uh i don't need to tell you guys that uh, i got like about a 10 minute interview with him today it was very quick very brief but we did talk about him becoming nxt championship the growth and the popularity of nxt his incredible matches that he's done with carmelo hayes so if you want to check out that interview, please go and give it some love, guys. Uh, I want to make sure that that interview does good numbers as well so that I can continue getting some more interviews with more talent here on the channel. So uh, head on over there, give it a like or something, whatever you guys want. For Housen says, looking forward to Bailey versus Osprey. Dude, that match, and he's talking about um, Impact Wrestling, Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Will Osprey. That match, when I saw that was announced, I... I don't even know what to expect, guys. I think it's going to be freaking crazy because we know Osprey's just incredible, but so is Speedball Mike Bailey. I mean, they don't call him Speedball for nothing. This guy, when he goes in there, he's just like, don't even blink, bro. Uh, that's going to be a very, very good match. I'm looking forward to that a whole lot. I'm curious to see what unique things they're going to do in the ring because when you're in with a competitor like that, you can come up with new things to do. So I think that's going to be very, very fun. For housing. Thank you so much for the super chat. All right, guys, uh, let's talk very quickly about the remaining items on SmackDown. We had Santos Escobar have his match against Montez Ford. And basically, prior to this match, we had Bobby Lashley hyping up Montez and trying to get him to start winning matches, trying to get a more aggressive side of Montez Ford out. And we did see a little bit of that throughout this entire match. We kind of saw a little bit of an angrier Montez Ford in the ring. So that was kind of cool to see. Uh, there were some good moments during this. There was a spot that I enjoyed where Montez was about to go to the top rope, but instead Santos Escobar stops him by kicking him in the head with an insiguri. And then afterwards climbs to the top ropes, hits him with a hurricanrana. Um, very, very cool spot that I liked there. Uh, and I wasn't a fan of the finish, but it was what it was. We see Santos get distracted with the outside with Angelo 
Dawkins and Wilde and Cruz, they start doing their thing on the outside and distract Santos Escobar. He gets rolled up by Montez Ford. Montez wins. And then we see Santos get jumped. So Carlito comes down. He runs in with the chair, makes the save for him. And that's pretty much how we uh, close out this segment. This was fine. I don't know if I'm necessarily over the moon with it, but it was what it was. It was it was okay. I thought the match had some good moments, but I thought the finish was a little bit weak. Pretty deadly is backstage doing a vignette. They're getting a they're getting a pedicure. They're chilling and chatting about Taylor Swift and the Eras tour. And they're talking about Travis and Taylor. And before they can continue their conversations, they are attacked by the brawling brutes. And it closes out with Ridge Holland telling Butch that they should go grab a pint. Two totally different teams. They do totally different things when they're hanging out, man. But I want to be friends with Pretty Deadly, guys. If I could be friends with anybody, it'd probably be, be Pretty Deadly. But anyways, Pretty Deadly, Brawling Brutes, good stuff. Looking forward to continuing seeing Pretty Deadly um, now that they're back. Now that they're completely back. Looking forward to seeing them have some good matches. All right. Speaking of tag teams, Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. So... We have been talking about them for a second because they've been doing a couple of teasers for them, but they hadn't really said anything until tonight. Uh, it looks like they're being called the Unholy Union. Before, they didn't have a team name. They were just Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. I'm pretty sure of that. Since NXT, they were just Alba Fire and Isla Dawn. Uh, so now they're going by the Unholy Union. Uh, they just put it on the screen. The Unholy Union is coming. And uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with their act, they tend to do like these like witchy, they, I don't know what you call it, like witchy stuff. I don't know. They're witches. They're in the forest. I love them. I think they're a great tag team. I think they're really freaking cool. And I just want to see them appear on the show. And they better have them out here before this month ends. Because how do you not have your uh, witchy act? How do you not have them on the show during the month of October? Like, I feel like you definitely need them out there. So anyways, there's not much else to add about that until they actually come out. We also saw Cameron um, Grimes and Dragon Lee team up to take on Grayson Waller and Austin Theory. I thought they highlighted Dragon Lee very nicely in this match. But for the finish, we do see Austin Theory hit the A-Town down on Cameron Grimes. Uh, gets the win for his team. Nothing much else that I want to add there about that. The Kevin Owens interview. I loved this. And shout out to Kathy Kelly because I thought she did a phenomenal phenomenal job and I really hope that they do more interviews like this with Kathy Kelly hosting these because I think she did phenomenal and it felt very relaxed it was easy to listen to and it's simple she's asking him about being traded to Smackdown being separated from Sami Zayn he reminisces on the good memories. He talks about who he might want to have matches with. He's mentioned that he's never had a singles match with Rey Mysterio or Sheamus. I didn't even realize that. Um Hell yeah, let's get those matches. And then he mentions that, well, you know what? At least being on SmackDown, it might be a new slate for me. So this was so easy, so simple. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this. I also liked that they did it sitting down. It was pre-taped. I loved it. This was good stuff, man. They need to do more of this for sure. Um, alrighty, guys, that is it for SmackDown. Next week, SmackDown will be airing on FS1. And the big thing that they are promoting for next week is the contract signing between Roman Reigns and LA Knight. So that's a big thing to look forward uh, to for next week. 
Alrighty, everybody, that is it for um, that is it for today. Uh, as always, thank you guys so much for supporting. Please do not forget to check out that Ilya Dragunov interview. And then please do not forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I check every day, every day, guys. Every day I log in, I already have it saved on my tab. And I go, okay, let's see who left a review today. So make sure you guys leave a review or else I just look like a goof going on and there's no new reviews. <laughs> all right guys thank you so much and i will see you guys back here on sunday have an awesome week and also a reminder that i will be on tomorrow on busted open on sirius xm thank you guys bye everyone